you know, if there's anything we try to bring you consistently here on Only Weird Games, yeah, it's some Chiefs analysis, but really, it's about the energy that we can bring. Three friends and three good mental headspaces having a good time. Like, Nate, you're in sunny Las Vegas. How's Vegas treating you? Oh, uh, fantastic. I haven't lost all my money, and look, the, the palm trees are breezing, man. It's, uh, it's really nice. Uh, you know, it's it's a comfortable, uh, you know, mid 50s today so like great any weather and you can see yeah. that's beautiful you know what i did nate i just just a few minutes ago i got back from swimming with manatees i just had a little shower mm. that manatee water out of my hair lots of stories about those little guys and by those little guys i mean those big guys but i really had a very fun day seth how are you it's 11 degrees outside the sun's already down i put on weight and there's no justice in this godforsaken world oh only wear games, baby! You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Coming up, the latest episode of Only Weird Games, formerly known as Time's Ours. Hey, if nothing else, at least the Chiefs are back on. Seth, no, Seth put the letter opener down. At least the Chiefs won. It could have been worse. For a little bit, it looked like it was going to get worse. Uh, I didn't expect, for all the things we talked about, that game potentially having. Um, I also, by the way, will mention I missed the first drive of this game uh, in real time because I was trying to uh, help Chloe and then by extension Renee get a hook out of the beak of an ibis. There was bird poop and bird blood. Uh, ultimately, good news is that the bird the bird was doing well. It ended up with a little bird rescue. But that's the kind of week I've been having. I don't think I want to dig any deeper on the week Seth has been having. Uh, so, Nate, I'll let you sort of crack this game open for us because uh, the Chiefs won. I've got what might be a slightly simmering take about how to okay. feel about some of these things. Uh, but really, I, I did have a different viewing experience than here in Florida. I watched the game with my very loud, very much uh, yelling at the TV family. And uh, so I, I really did experience this game differently. Uh, what was it like there in Vegas? How How's the vibe around the Chiefs now? Last time, the locker room was not fun. It sounds like. Yeah, this was more uh, back to normal. Um, you know, the schedule, you know, has given them blessings at times. It's also given them uh, quite a bit of tribulations. You know, this was this was a game, and I, you know, I wrote this in the athletic. Like, huh? They 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 look um, uninspired. You know, not uh not enthused. You know, maybe they're a little bit lackadaisical, uh, which was the the word choice I used. And then, um, I guess to get this team out of a funk, they had to fall behind fourteen points to the Raiders. I mean, I I guess. Uh, he should have been twenty-one. He should have been thirteen, but or seventeen, but he probably should. That really was the strangest part. Um, you know, Antonio Pierce, give him credit. This guy's ready to play. Uh, he seems to know quite a bit of the Steve Spagnuolo blitz tendencies to help and aid Aiden O'Connell. Um. And I mean, you don't have to go for it. I know it's early. I know it's still the first quarter. 
I know the Chiefs haven't really scored 30 in a while. And then I just like, you know, started looking at other things, started doing what, what he missed. He missed. Like that was the reaction in the stadium of like, um, and so maybe that was the first omen in terms of the momentum shifting. Um, but the locker room was was pretty uh, not too high, I wouldn't say, but the locker room was very um, usual in terms of, hey, this is what the team expected to do. They took an unusual route, but in some ways it is a usual route because Patrick Mahomes still has the best record of any quarterback in NFL history when down you know, double digits. Um, you know, it's becoming a trend now that that the Raiders are, are going to take up a, a a nice section in that graphic that they're going to continue to show on television. Um, yeah, a game that started surprising for both teams, but ultimately ended the ended the way most people thought it was going to go. Um, but there are positives. I think there are more positives about this game than negatives beyond just them winning. Um, but it's, I know we're going to get into it more, but it's just how they went about fixing their problems and executing it at such a, uh, at such a quick manner, I do think is, uh, is noteworthy, uh, against an opponent that they are better than, and then they sort of proved it, um, after. Are they though? Do they have as many dogs? <sighs> who said that? I saw the quote. I already forgot who said it. Do you read? I remember who it was. I don't know his name. I would be okay, honest. Sorry. I should have. I should check that. Here, can, let me on on a similar note. Meek Robinson, thank Dan you, the guy. Um, I don't. I don't. Yeah, I don't know his name. I, I mean, I I have a mild take. I've got a real extra spicy one for later, but I have a mild take since you mentioned Antonio Pierce. So I just want to. I'll just sneak in right here. Do you guys see the post game handshake and like the because the, the broadcast? You have like a pretty tight camera on Andy Reid walking out to Antonio Pierce to, to you know meet after the game. I think Antonio Pierce is the first Raiders head coach who Andy Reid respects at all in a long time. And that's a little bit unfair to John Gruden, but I think he respects John Gruden, the football mind and their relationship and all of that. But he was at least annoyed with John Gruden. We have yes. seen some of the trick plays come out against the Raiders over the years. And I I do not think that man cares for Josh McDaniels, by the way they have treated that team when they've had the opportunity to. And it, <laughs> Antonio Pierce has the Spags connection, and Andy Reid looked genuinely very happy for Antonio Pierce. Like, he really was like, hey, man, you're doing good work over there. Good good effort. Good to see you. And I just haven't seen that warm from a postgame handshake with Andy Reid and almost any other coach in a very long time. You're, you're, I, still, I still keep the, the Jack Del Rio, the, the, the unbelievably yeah. condescending pat. It's like, Nice try. And and JDR knew it too. Cause the look that he gave uh Reed afterwards was like, I mean, if looks could kill. Um so no, I missed that. He looked good uh, run the Washington defense. It was, it was honestly, it was like a warm moment between Andy Reed and Antonio Pierce that I just thought was kind of nice. Um and again, the Spags connection being a huge part of that, I'm sure. But it just made me think of other recent Raiders coaches who have not gotten that kind of handshake or or that kind of post game treatment. Um, Seth, I, I, you've already written about Rasheed Rice, so we'll get into the nitty gritty there a little bit. But still, kind of glossing over the top. How how did you feel of fourteen nothing? And then I guess the missed maybe that that being a, a turning point, obviously. But uh, what was what was your view of a, a Chiefs Raiders game that wasn't exactly comfy? 
I'm trying to, because I, I want to make sure that I don't, what's the word, lie about how I was feeling. And mm. so, fortunately, I can look back through my, um, go to twitter.com slash realmnchiefsad. Thingamabobber guy. Twitter.com still works. The first thing I tweeted about this game was, been pretty rare for the Chiefs secondary to have that sort of confusion this year, which sums up pretty well <laughs> how that game was starting. It's like, what? And then the next one was, the Rook is getting the ball out well versus the Blitz. Spags is going to need to Chang. <laughs> That's what I typed. And then I put, then I replied to myself, I was in a good mood that day too. I'm kind of stacking these good moods one on top of the other. By the way, Whoever commented, and I'm sorry I missed it in those, where they said, Seth seems like he's in a pretty bad mood for a guy with a smoke and a hot light. <laughs> Thank you. That helped me out. I was like, you know what? Life is still pretty sweet. Um, <laughs> I, I replied to myself. I said, good tweet, Seth. <laughs> I said I was going to finish with change things up if he's able to sustain that. Yep. And then my very next tweet um, was about the Raiders should have gone from that regardless. Um I complained about the field. I complained about, oh, mm. if I had a dollar for every time a Chiefs pass catcher ended a failed play looking around for the rest to bail him out this season, I'd have enough money for a decent meal at a nice restaurant with my whole family. Just, Which, by the way, a decent meal at a nice restaurant with my whole family. Your whole like, family. Yeah, my right. whole family. A decent restaurant where everyone's eating what they want. Which means, I mean, we got teenage boys and me. We get apps, son. We're going to get some apps. You know, people going to have some sodas. And so we're talking 100 plus. Uh, uh, what decent restaurant? 150 bucks. Yeah. We, we, All we, well, we don't we don't go out to eat. Like yeah. except that understand to shout out. Anyway, so yeah, yeah no. I, so that that was my mood is I was just saying and then then I stopped tweeting. And I just That's the worst. Started retweeting negative things other people were tweeting. Like Field Yates, the Chiefs' last eight offensive drives have totaled 150 yards. Carrington Harrison, shout out C dot. We are approaching team meeting territory, and then everything just fell into place. And I started tweeting nice things. So my headspace wasn't great, Josh. It was uh It was. I was trying to not get buried. I had forgotten. And I don't remember why, but I wasn't all that online during the Chiefs-Eagles game. And, of course, I watched Chiefs-Dolphins um, like tape eight hours after the game. Totally. Which I, I, I don't want to commit professional seppuku. But, man, if you haven't in a while, watch a game without having Twitter open. It's a markedly more positive experience. Now, now, I mean, we're we're all addicted, so we're not going to stop. Like, you know, it's just like, hey, try going a few weeks without having a smoke. It's like, I'd love to. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, I, so I was trying not to tweet too many negative things because, I mean, they mm -hmm. just add to the avalanche. And all I could keep thinking in my head was like, this is so odd. This can't keep up. Like, when the defense was playing terrible, too. And like, and part of that was just O'Connell. I think he might be good. I think they might have stumbled into it. He's getting the ball out quickly. 
Nate, and they, 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 on the Tom Brady scale of nobody plays quarterback anymore, Aiden O'Connell might be good. And like the, you saw the, the, the quarterbacks playing in the early window on Sunday. There were like two, maybe three good quarterbacks. Well, in the decades and decades since Tom Brady retired, the NFL's changed a lot. I mean, Ed Lowe now. So they've been changing the rules to protect quarterbacks. Why can't yeah. that guy low anymore? Oh. Yeah, you know, it's all like anyone that's won most of their Super Bowls in the last decade probably can't even talk, honest. I mean, what would they know? Anyone who left one team because the roster had become depleted and then joined an already loaded roster that had managed to go to the playoffs with Jameis Winston, or at least knock on the door of the playoffs with a loaded offensive line, multiple Pro Bowl-level receivers, and then brought an all-Pro level tight end with them, along with a potential Hall of Fame caliber head coach and the number one defense in the NFL that was basically ready-made for any kind of contender. Anyone who did a thing like that would never say such a thing. So... Oh, uh, yeah. You know what? I hope there's Tom Brady stands on on this thing tonight. You know why he left New England? Because he wasn't good enough to carry a roster. And he knew it because Tom Brady is smarter than me. He's smarter than you. And he knew that if he went to Tampa Bay, which was loaded and would have won with any top 10 quarterback, especially facing Patrick Mahomes with no offensive line. But he knew he would win the Belichick versus him debate forever and ever because he couldn't carry that roster because he wasn't good enough. Can I, can I have just a, a brief few seconds to push back? Man, I would leave this call if I didn't think I'd screw up the whole show. I, I really just looked to hit the stop camera button and just see what would happen. Um, <laughs> just, a, just a bit of a pushback. He is right, though. A lot of his criticisms, and he's been consistent about it, um, are troubling in terms of how the sport is played. Um, now, is he uh, part of those reasons? Yes. Is um, he genuine? But, um, man, that's a handsome guy right there. Handsome guy right there. Mr. Man. Alex Smith is filling up my screen, and that dancing is helping me. Handsome right. guy in Josh Briscoe's box here on the show today. Handsome fella. All, all I want to say is, is that um, because of the Patriots defense, the league wanted to get a little bit more score happy. Now, the league, based on its rules, sort of overcorrected, which gives the offense a lot more uh, freedom of movement and the benefit of the doubt. And even Rex Ryan's like, Nate, stop, based on uh, the screenshot of, of Joshua Briscoe uh, for our you know non-viewing audience. But when... Tom does say that, like, as a quarterback, you're supposed to know when and where to throw the ball, and you can't necessarily get the benefit of the doubt because you do it in the tight coverage, and the defensive player uh, gets penalized because you put the receiver in the ball in a improper spot. Now he's not wrong, and he he's the greatest of all time. He is. He and, it. And look, um, you know, defenders cannot can patrol the middle of the field the way they used to. Um, which I think to me is why the nineties kind of will forever be like the, one of the sweet spots in terms of football errors, because you still had a decent amount of quarterbacks who could throw the ball. Um, you yeah, we have already went in Super Bowls in the nineties. <laughs> I knew he was going to say that. Well, I, mean, I knew he was going to say that. Well, I you know, back did in his defense, he won the first Super Bowl in 2001 
And I mean, he was like the 20th best quarterback in the NFL that year. Yeah. And guys could throw the ball, but you know, there was still a, a level of physicality that is not, not really, uh, let, you know, yeah. legislated That's- out of the game. Uh, I, I, what? I, I don't I, even have a problem with Tom Brady at all. I have a problem with Brady stands. So this is entirely unfair. I'm not yeah. in good faith right now. Just to be clear. Uh, why would you? He wasn't either. To be also while we're at it. I mean, we don't have to. Yeah. Really <laughs> <all the story>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you? Well, yeah. Today's game, you know, these, these youngsters, they don't know how to play ball anymore. That's why the last time I played Tampa Bay won the Super Bowl. We won every game by 20. Yeah, uh, I don't know why I'm doing Jim Gaffigan's voice. Yeah, I don't know why either. the 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 beautiful part in all of this is, um, you have Brady giving real criticisms while also realizing he is literally uh the biggest symptom of 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 said criticisms. Yes, yes. while the also beneficiary of many yes. of those things. You can simultaneously be have the greatest career of all time, be the greatest winner of all time, and the luckiest of all time too. Because not like Brady's greatness created the tuck rule. It's not like Brady's greatness forced Deep Ford offside. Like, they, look, right. some of this is luck. And look, Patrick Mahomes, you know what you need to win a Super Bowl? You need some luck. You know, you gotta get a little lucky. You know how hard it is to win a Super Bowl? Ask the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> that hot dog meme never fails. We're all trying to find the guy that did this. Get this. Hey. And uh. so I just, it, it's so hard to win a Super Bowl. And so when I talk about how much luck is involved and all that. I've dragged this far afield, and I apologize. I went on a rant. It's my fault. It requires luck for everyone, and that's why the Buffalo Bills have arguably been the best team in the league for, like, three years and have not even a Super Bowl appearance to show for it. They have not been the best coached team in the NFL. Ooh. Uh, that, that's, that's weird, Nate. Didn't they fire their defensive coordinator last year and their offensive coordinator this year? Well, no, they, they told my man to take a, to take a break. And then, oh, okay. and then they tell my other guy, "Hey, dude, stop yelling and screaming in the in the in the booth. All right, uh, get out of here." Hey, Joe Brady, um, you'll fix everything, right? 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 <laughs> right? Well, well, hey, you know what my coaching staff is known for? Developing young players, not named Josh Allen. Right? 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 Hey, you know I was supposed to handle big. Big personalities, big egos, you know? And, uh, Stefan's not going to be here next year, guys. So <laughs> I'm just going to, I'm just going to, going to keep these things tight together, right? Right? We're not going to get cooked at home in a playoff game because we got out coached by Zach Taylor and Lou Anarumo, right? Right? I didn't have to miss the 13 seconds because, like, I'm Sean McDermott. I'm a really good coach who's a, who who has outcoached who. Win. Certainly, certainly, certainly. This if I had seven more seconds than 13 seconds, I would add a timeout in my pocket. Yeah. Like, uh-huh. I'm quarterback, try to win a game in regulation instead of forcing overtime, right? In a semi, in a semi must win situation, right? Semi must win? Semi. You know, not, not, not must win because you're not in the playoffs, but in order to get there, you kind of got to win some of the semi must win games. You know, I, I, I'm interested in the direction this is going. I know we're not talking about the Chiefs Raiders game yet, and I yeah. apologize to everyone for that. It's mostly but, the Raiders' fault. Yeah. <laughs> and and, and well, McConnell this... being good, and then... Don Brady. Was well, well, look, well way, he was I... playing well against their blitz looks. They were getting the ball out very quickly, and it was like, dude, they, they had the protections in place. I really doubt O'Connell was dialing up those protections. 
If, if he was, then great. That's unbelievable work for a rookie. Because that's so when people were like, well, why is the secondary struggling? They were picking up the blitzes just long enough for him to have two seconds. And when you blitz, yeah, which I, I, I think I might have even tweeted about that, that Jacob's low key, the biggest, like he had the one big run, which was huge. But the biggest thing he did throughout, especially early in the game, was blitz pickup. The number of times he stopped Drew Tranquil and was like, no, no, hang on, hang on. Why don't you just not go near my quarterback? And gave him time to make a throw. That's a big deal. Um, just real quick, uh, the, the Chiefs play the Packers on on Sunday Night Football. Shout out to the Packers for keeping that game from the non flex category. Um, I would take Jordan Love over Aiden O'Connell ten out of ten times. So, for as much as I appreciate what Aiden O'Connell's done, they scored three points after all the scripted plays were. Yeah, what kind of crappy offense couldn't score after the scripted plays? Hey, what other examples do we have of that in the AFC West in the last month? I yeah. can't um, give a single one. Yeah, I mean, Russell Wilson might not be. an offense that's prominently featuring Rasheed Rice. My my best thing it. is my best thing is the entire not the entire but a large group of my peers saying he's cooking, guys. Now it might not be a flaming young. He's cooking a good, good cheeseburger right now. Russell Wilson. <laughs> yeah. Because of tone numbers. Because we're going from second street quarterback to third street quarterback. Because we're going from the best quarterback in the world to flu quarterback in the world. Like, the most immaculate run of success. And give them credit because they, they've won these games. Their defense has been awesome. But I just love the idea that, like, oh, my God. You know what Sean Payton has done? He might be coach of the year because they gave up <laughs> 70 to the Miami Dolphins. And you know what he told his guys? Stop giving up 70. And Russell, stop turning the football over. And you know what? Coach of the year. It's it's an amazing, it's okay. an amazing time in the AFC West where Can well, we circle back? Can we circle back to the Broncos at some point if we have time? Because I know we want to talk about I know we want to talk about the Raiders Chiefs game. But also, it's worth noting there was a great article on in the Ringer. I think it's Solek who does this. Ben Solek, yeah, who does great job. Um, maybe maybe it's not. Maybe it's Danny. Anyway, they've added sixty expected points in five games. The Broncos have 60, 12 points per game in tur- in turnover. That's not in turnovers forced. Stop. That's in winning the Stop turnover it. battle. I love this league. I love 12, this league. Stop 12 it. points. Stop oh. it. Can I uh can I give oh, you no. some reporting that is that has just occurred? Being my athletic. I love this league. Stop it. Stop. Um for our for our non-visual audience, I just went through a high warp of we cannot be doing this. But the athletic has just reported uh via Joe Person who covers the uh Carolina Panthers for us, been a long time uh phenomenal B writer there, and Richard Dice, who is our, you know, TV network. Uh you wanna get the lowdown on what's going on in sports television, that that's the guy. Ex Carolina tight end, Greg with the third leg. Olsen, 
the color analyst for Fox number one crew, one oh. interested in the Panthers' vacancy if he were approached, according to sources. Don't 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 approach this man. Don't, David Tepper. I know you got all that money. Stop it. Stop. Well, it. and also, like, I'm just gonna like, um, I'm just gonna go ahead and be selfish here. I really think Olsen does a terrific job with I, with color commentary. Like he, I, he I, I stay I, in the booth, Seth. That's the point. Yeah. Well, how about that? Hey, you know what? You know what? If approached about the Carolina Panthers head coaching job, I would be interested. Just so everyone's just so we're all clear. Sign a fully guaranteed deal. He can fire me after a miserable year. Uh, I can move. What I would I would be interested in that position. Let me. Let I would me, say the right. most insane things during pressers. <laughs> So be like, ah, why'd you choose him? You know, the other guy looked at me funny in practice. <laughs> Actually, David Tepper, I am not interested if you approach me. I don't want to work for you, dog. You look like a maniac, and... Yeah, he is. Uh, look. Now, there's an assumption. I don't know if it's true, but I'm going to just say there's an assumption in some league circles. Also, one of my favorite new phrases now, in some league circles. Some not all the circles, some circles. Uh, that Frank Wright, who we know is a good coach, old David Tepper, a dog, he really small. And have you seen our offensive line? And David Tepper is like, shut your mouth. We're trading up for this man. We're going to need a war. Okay. Cool. <laughs> this deal's fully um, guaranteed. It's fully guaranteed, right? Fully guaranteed money. All right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Sure, sure, sure. All, all I'm saying is we cannot, we we just, Greg, do, do us right, baby. You're doing an amazing job in the booth. We actually have relatively um, youngish, analysts who are doing really good jobs and I appreciate Kirk Crumb Street, but he should just stay in college. Um I don't need Greg I, to this point, Greg Olson's really good, but don't reach out. Don't reach out. Don't do this to me. I just guys, do you know the absurdity of what I just read? Greg Olson, if approached, would be interested in coaching the Carolina Panthers. Stop I just don't understand. I don't understand. Like, and I understand. You know, I I obviously have a deep level of respect for my colleagues or my former colleagues at my old stomping grounds there at the Athletics. So you got to report things, I guess. I don't understand this. Like, you know, I mean, like, would you get? Do you guys need to report that? Like, you know, Seth would be interested if. You know, the athletic reached back out and offered him three hundred thousand dollars a year to chart every chief snap, if approached. Like that's a, that. Now you got you got to emphasize it. If, if approached, yeah. If approached. <laughs> that's like I mean, like seriously, I don't understand. Like, you know, Seth Kaiser would be very interested in his wife if approached today. Like, like what? Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Oh, what is the thing that aren't going to happen? Is that what you're saying? Now look, now look, Seth's literary and consummation agents. I just want to say, look, I'm doing my job. I'm trying to put everything out there. And look, you know, there, I, I hear some rumblings and 
you know, if you want to put that out there, baby, <laughs> put it out there. That's so interesting. If Jazz is interested, okay. Yeah. Now, now, approach. Now, look. Now, if approach. Now, look. If if we're being approached on Tuesday instead of Wednesday, the the um the the interest level goes up a little bit, you know. But like, what is Greg Olson's agent doing? Like, what is he doing? Here's the thing, Nate. Here's here's the crazy thing. And in some league circles are talking about Chiefs Raiders, which I would love to start doing momentarily. <laughs> but here's the crazy thing, Nate, is that you know who's waiting in the wings at Fox? Grumpy ass Tom Brady. Tom Brady. <laughs> so look, we have some I don't know if you've seen the public comments, Nate, but we have some people asking. I have I am reading them. I am reading them. Yes. Please give one final defense of the nonsense that Tom Brady said and why you feel like this is something you have to defend. Um, because it's true. Let's take a break. What's up, Chiefs Kingdom? This is Tucker Franklin from KC Sports Network. Thank you for listening to today's show. Make sure to follow us and subscribe for more Chiefs content wherever you get your podcast. If you want to support us further, you can shop the latest collection of KC Sports Network merch in partnership with Sandlot Goods. You can find hats, shirts, hoodies, and more at sandlotgoods.com. You can click the link in the description for more information. Hey everyone, this is BJ Kissel. We'll get right back to the show. I just need a minute to share some important news, but as always, thank you for the support. The KCSN Foundation just launched our third annual Soul of KC Holiday Raffle and Toy Drive, and it benefits Operation Breakthrough's Christmas Store. This campaign has raised more than $35,000 over the past two years, helping provide a better Christmas for kids in our community. And it's simple. We sell raffle tickets for a chance to win any of the more than 20 fantastic prizes that we have available this year. It's things like a Travis Kelsey autographed full-size Chiefs helmet, or a Chris Jones autographed jersey, a George Karloftis jersey. How about a Patrick Mahomes autographed mini helmet? We've got gift cards to local restaurants like Capitol Grill, Mission Taco Joint, or Third Street Social. You can find the full list of prizes on our social media accounts, or you can click the link in the description of this show. Again, All of the proceeds go to buying presents for Operation Breakthrough's Christmas store, and you can get tickets now through December 4th. Help us continue to help others, because that's what the KCSN Foundation is all about. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. The holiday season can be a time of joy, but also extra added stress. Whether from travel, dealing with family, or financial stress, the holiday season can bring extra burden onto your life. Sometimes just having someone to talk to can help remove some of those feelings that you may have over the course of the holiday season. Therapy can be an opportunity for you to talk through some of those feelings, have a chance to make you feel extra grounded, or keep you level-headed. It can help you respond positively to situations, it can help you set boundaries, and it can help you take some weight off your chest. If you feel extra stressed this holiday season and are thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, it's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Find your bright spot this holiday season with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com KCSN today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot KCSN. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Let's talk about Chiefs Raiders. Let's talk about Reed Rice. It wasn't you said, because Nate's the one who made me mad today. This is the time right now. Unbuckled chin straps. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he did throw <laughs> the headset oh I feel so much less foolish this, this look here's the thing I gotta I gotta keep you guys guessing and as someone just said it's a flash by Seth needed to pick me up today so I'm glad I could provide that as well um the, listen here's what the Chiefs offense did we, we, we touched on the defense some and I don't think any of us are terribly worried about the start because the finish was good when you look at the Chiefs offense in this game it was Travis Kelsey, Rasheed Rice, and Isaiah Pacheco. Who knew that eventually that might uh, keep the, the train on the tracks? What did you see looking at all of that, Seth? You've already written about it on the Chief of the North newsletter, mnchiefsfan.substack.com. Seth has a deal going on right now that if you subscribe, he will hand write oh, yeah. each article and deliver it to your house by hand at great personal expense. Uh, so you can check that out uh, online at the newsletter. Uh, but but what did you what did you see? What did you learn, in fact, about how the Chiefs looking at, at Rasheed Rice? I the the it's the Black Friday Cyber Monday special. Let's take a break. Oh, oh sorry. <laughs> no, nah, nah. Um, so I, I I I'm really interested. I haven't gone back and charted every snap yet because one thing I'm curious about is if they really did anything in there in terms of um, you know, a lot of people are talking about you know what they did schematically. Um, someone utilized a, a word that I really like in terms of, of, of funneling targets a little bit mm. and being a little more selective in terms of who is the primary target. So, you know, uh, in NFL offense, everyone who's played Madden gets like a glimpse into 0.5% of it, right? Where like you've got your 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 play design drawn up and one of those arrows is red and the rest are yellow. Yeah. Oh, it's yellow and the rest are red. That's your primary read. But in real life, there would be like 18 different variants out of each one of those those routes. And it all depends on what the coverage is because this might be the primary read if they show cover three. This might be the primary read if they could show cover two. Blah, 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 blah. Um, And you said, but you still have a primary read in mind when you make a play call. And the Chiefs' primary read this season has appeared to be question mark. Like it just kind of like just depends. It's like ah, you know, it's it's Travis Kelsey. Oh shoot, he's been double teamed. Question. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or it's like ah, I think we need to file. We need to fire up some deep shots too. Yep, it's still Justin Watson. Like and in the MBS, hey, you know what? Laid a key block on Rasheed Rice's touchdown, and so also, also got pinched in the first quarter. Mm. I missed that. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Now, well, go ahead. Well, the Chiefs, go ahead, yeah, go ahead, Nate. Nate. Let Nate talk for a minute. Seth, Seth can pause here. Yeah, this is. Well, the Chiefs said publicly, probably not. 
but the snap count gives you the impression he he got to sit down for a little bit. And then they sort of sprinkled him in in the second quarter. Um, now, also, because of the way the game script was going, too, um, you know, the Chiefs only ran, what, like seven, eight plays in the first quarter because uh, the Raiders were having lost sustaining drives. Um, so, again, I'm not saying that the team will say that, but from a snap, allocation, funneling that, that Seth has talked about, um, he was not a part of the opening script at all. And, um, you know, just just something that was uh, very observant from the press box in Allegiant Stadium yesterday. Wow. I would, is- I would have been on a on a first drive touch for MVS. I think I said that on Friday. And, Zero and I, snaps. Zero snaps. I, in, in retrospect, we should have said he will either get three targets in the first quarter or we will not hear from him in the first 15. And either way, it'll be pretty telling to how the Chiefs are looking at that. So that is very interesting. Anyway, Seth, funneling uh, includes funneling away from, from those guys. Right, and and what you saw was a concerted effort, at least what I saw, and, and concerted effort probably feels like an exaggeration. For one, it's hard to tell anything with the first two drives. And that's one of the problems with going three and out, right? Where you just, the drive's over. Yep. So you don't know what they're building towards or what they're doing because Andy Reid tends to kind of layer things together. Um, But what you saw was Travis Kelsey, Rasheed Rice, then Noah Gray or Sky Moore, mm-hmm. then maybe Justin Watson. And I'm, my assumption is you'd sprinkle Kadarius Tony in there somewhere if he were healthy. And you, it was just a much more narrowing of like, because people love to say like, oh, you know, nine different players got targets in the first half. The reason that happens is very important. If it's happening because your quarterback is absolutely cooking, that's one thing. If it's happening because people are, they just, no one has any idea exactly who the go-to guy is, and it feels like, like, you know, it was almost like like rotating guys out, like on the defensive line type thing, where it's like, mm. oh, well, this drive, we're, we're going to see these guys. And that's why you'd see Rice, where even if he was getting snaps, it's like he would go entire quarters without a target. We didn't see that this game. And I also saw them utilizing various route concepts that can, in theory, work against man and zone that feature some of Rasheed Rice's strengths. The most obvious example are are drag routes, um, where you cover the entire field. Now, the thing about a drag route, which it's like, you know, a short crosser, right? The thing about those is if you operate them out of trips, which the Chiefs like to do, you know, and that's where... You saw multiple drag routes where she Rice ran were out of trips formation where he'd usually be next to Kelsey and Sky Moore, and they'd be next to left, right of the formation. The great thing about that is you have options there. Well, are they playing way off? Well, I'm just going to throw it straight to Rasheed Rice, and he's going to gain nine yards because he always gains a few more yards than most other guys would. Okay, you're playing this a little bit differently. You're playing one guy way off, two guys short. Well, Rasheed Rice's guy is the guy in man coverage, so he can run away from him, and it takes him the 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 covering defender too long to close in. That's how they converted on third and eight. Um, it, it works against a myriad of things, and if it's a guy that you trust to vary his route speed, if they do play like a pure zone look, and you trust him to to hesitate in between the middle of the field defenders, which they do with Rice, those are things that work. Um, a quick comeback. Now, did he drop it? He did. 
Someone described the, the, in the comment section on the Chief of the North newsletter that you can subscribe to on the Black Friday Cyber Monday sale for $6 a year forever right now. Anyway, um, some people... Why is <laughs> Nate's firework chief in the back? How did that happen? That was amazing. <laughs> what? Did you do that? <laughs> what just... <laughs> Okay, Nate's got Nate, Nate's got extra features now. Man, this show's uh-huh. great. I'll tell you what, listen, I know yeah. I know not everybody who listens to a podcast wants to watch the entirety of a podcast, but today has been filled with visual gags. Yep. Yes. And I haven't so, even brought out the manatee stuff. Yeah. So, um, oh man, I'm gonna be so jealous in a little bit. So the the thing with that comeback route or, you know, maybe curl, whatever you want to call it, okay. I, I hate terminology, people. It, it bothers me. It genuinely does. It just makes the game unapproachable. Hitch, baby. That's a hitch route. Yeah, hitch route. I, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's a hitch and nothing else. Ah, it depends on who you talk to. But you are right. It's a hitch. No. So where are you, where are you curling after seven yards, son? Son, <laughs> are you curling to the left? Or are you curling to the right? Okay. Formation, identify the defender. Yeah. True quarterback, right-handed, left-handed. All right? Seven yards curl. Give it to me straight, baby. Let's run it again. So... So a route like that where he utilizes the threat of getting a little bit deeper and utilizes physicality to get the defender to keep going, that little back slap he gave him, same thing he did on the back shoulder throw late in the game, by the way. Which, by the way, you want to talk about a big boy route? A fake double move into a back shoulder? That's a big boy route right there. It's like, oh, you're isolated? Okay, let's see what you can do. Flying colors. I love it. But routes like that, a hitch, a, a, a back shoulder throw, him running drags. These are things that he can do now. Things that take advantage of his current skill set as it currently exists. And that's where I think simplifying things to an extent can really benefit a young guy who is clearly the most talented of their receivers. And that's what I saw was a concerted effort to be like, okay, let's have a game plan that's centered around not just Kelsey and not just the system, depending on the coverages we see, but where we actually dial up some stuff just for Rasheed Rice. And to his credit, Rook came through. Again, dropping the pass. He, uh, uh, again, a commenter, he called that the, uh, he called those Rasheed Rice's, I'm going to get so much yak here, drops. Because that's what he does, right? You can see it. He can, he's got good, strong hands. Every drop I've seen him have, for the most part, I, I the vast majority, and he's had a lot, let's be honest. The vast majority of them are it's right in his hands and he's already turning. And there's a reason why he's so terrific getting yards after catch. So he's going to have to figure that out, like bounce it out. But that's what I saw from them with a concerted effort to funnel things a little bit and a concerted effort to utilize Rice in the way he can be utilized now. He still has a ton of work to do as a separator against man coverage on a lot of different routes. But there are some he can separate and there's some, like that back shoulder throw, where separation is different. It's not, you don't need three yards of separation if you are a physical man. And if you can go, if, if not everyone, what is it? Not everyone can go up to the 11th floor. Not everyone can do it. And if you can threaten guys with enough things, that that opens up everything else. So, you know, a successful drag route, you know what that leads to? A successful whip route. A successful hitch leads to a successful double move. A successful back shoulder throw leads to a successful nine route. All of these things, the more you can show you can do, 
the easier some of the other things become for you. And that's one thing I really like about what they about what they did there with him, giving him a chance to show what he can do in an expanded role. Josh, Jake, or you see it No, no, no. I, I was gonna say, Josh, what do we all what do we also learn through uh through yesterday's game and and what it informs us about um you know, the, the decisions that are being made that is, you know, above the player's pay grade. On the on the on the 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 offensive side mm-hmm. or on the defensive side, because I have mm-hmm. something that the def- the Raiders defense did that I that I have some significant questions about. Uh, let's let's do the let's do the let's do the offensive coaching staff real quick, because a couple weeks ago that Matt Nagy said, "Look, this is who we're going to be," you know. Yeah. Um, we're seven receiver rotation. We're yeah, we're six and two at the time. Um. Look, guys, this is who we're gonna be. You know, uh, everybody's gonna get a, everybody's gonna get a touch. Everybody's gonna get a look. You know, um, <laughs> this is good. As I said earlier, you know, and based on different circumstances, based on the roster being slightly changed a year ago, having more veteran presence, um, obviously in years past, having uh, Tyreek Hill sort of, you know, dominate that sort of position. Um, there's just, there's just even even now with Washington, right? Uh, he not using Byron Pringle. Byron Pringle's in uniform, but we not using him. He is expected to be ready if something happens. You know that is the Eric Bieniemy sort of approach to this, which is uh, all right. Have it through the season. Stuff's getting real. These are my four guys. These are my two running backs. These are my two tight ends. And the quarterback, obviously. So, as I said before, Airbnb would have made harsher decisions, even though the talent is more spread out and not as, um, you know, easy to just see with our own eyes where you should rank guys. Because the team wants to continue Rashid's growth at a relatively normal pace but the circumstances have changed to where they're going to have to put him in even more, you know, um, adverse situations. Right. And that's kind of to Seth's point that he's going to have to run more routes and be on the field more often than you would normally want a rookie receiver to be on the field in a complex Andy Reid offense. Um, but with that said, will the offensive coaching staff, Matt Nagy, Connor Embry, Andy Reid, uh, hell, Tom Melvin, even though he coaches tight ends. Will they, you know, Todd Pinkston played receiver, coaches running backs. Will he have a little bit of sprinkling, say? Um, but will they admit that uh, they got in rhythm as guys played a more traditional percentage of snaps? And even if, here's the, here's the thing that I would wonder as a question on your question. Would they have done that by choice? Because what we haven't mentioned here today, McCall Hardman to IR happened on Saturday, and Kadarius Tony was ruled out um, with a hip issue. Matt Derrick, who will just reference every show now, I guess, uh, happy to do it. But he, I think he had first that he had reported some sort of hip soreness during Friday's practice, but Andy didn't mention it on Friday, and so he ends up getting ruled out. We'll see where he ends up. Richie James comes back though, and this is where I think it could be in part a choice. Richie James comes back. He, he was at he was off IR last week, but a healthy scratch. He was active against the Raiders 
Um, he had nine offensive snaps. No Jarek McKinnon. Uh, so Clyde Edwards-Hilaire was out there a little bit more, but not much. It was an Isaiah Pacheco game, by and large. Uh, and then it's 10 targets for Rasheed Rice, 7 for Travis Kelsey, back to receivers, 3 for Sky Moore, 5 for Pacheco, 3 for Noah Gray, 3 for Justin Watson, 1 to MVS. The targets to wide receivers, it was it was 10 to Richie James and then uh, 7 to the rest of the receivers combined. Yeah. Uh, That's so Richie James, Rasheed Rice, Rice, and I said, I said Rice, Richie James, yeah. and then Rasheed Rice. It would have been yeah. wild if I said uh, that Richie Jameson didn't get a target and then got 10 targets, but you know what I meant. Uh, but this is... This show's know, vibe would also be different if Richie James had 10 targets and Rasheed Rice had zero. Yeah. Depending so on I, how it went. Yeah. <laughs> how, yeah. That would be wild, huh? It would be. Trying to, trying to keep nine guys in rhythm instead of five. I mean, it's just simple math, kids. Yeah. And once they got in rhythm... uh. They played a more um, expected. They just had. They just had. They got to the expected execution that um, this team is worthy of reaching. Um, even even against an average defense, um, you know, with Max Crosby. Um, I mean, get that guy some help, man. Hey, man, you ain't got to do this. You ain't got to do this. You ain't got to. You ain't got to fight through double teams. Just to get one sack, okay? Just to get one stop, because who on who else is on my team gonna get the stop, Nate? And I'm saying nobody. <laughs> no, I, 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 like you get Max Crosby some help, Lord. Uh, he, I saw him after the game doing the meet and greets with like friends and and uh, you know fans and you know uh, he looked wore out. Yeah, hey, cause, hey, because because he didn't practice all week. B, he, he played through a knee injury, and C, he's tracing Patrick Mahomes all day. He just looked right. He looked emotionally spent while also being like, "Sure, man, I'll take some pictures with you. Thank you for coming. I'm trying. You know, I'm trying." Well, and 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 Look obviously he was he obviously he was hurt, but Jawan Taylor had a day against him overall. Yeah, and I understand Jawan the protection, Taylor, the penalty stuff, and all that. The protection by and the large, protection was great yesterday. That's and that's when you can run drags and crossers, baby. You you need three seconds. You need. Three seconds because you don't know they're running across the whole field. They might not be open till they're over here, and you can't always wait that long. It's yeah. just it's just a side note because I, I think Taylor gets a lot of attention for the things that go wrong, the various things. You know they're back to the false start thing, and then I proceeded to watch Eagles Bills, and I was like, I think that dude's moving like. You know, I just, the whole thing's frustrating. So I just, I, I want to call out Juwan Taylor when he does good things. He has yeah. not been worth the contract he was signed for, but he did have a good game overall, regardless of a really penalty. Can I, uh, can I give you my like semi spicy take that again, like it, this is, this is in the context of, of watching the game, not fully without Twitter, but on like a two minute Twitter tape delay because of, of watching the game here and, um, and watching it, you know, again, in a living room with my family watching a game instead of watching it in a radio studio, like, you know, dialed in to, to yes. maximum levels. Oh, I would like to see the Chiefs offense look good against a team who knows what to do with Travis Kelsey. Because the, the most shocking thing to me in this game was how often the Raiders were like, no, nah, no, nah, he's just a tight end. And... 
the thing that has been so frustrating in the Chiefs, not frustrating in the Chiefs offense, but it has maybe frustrated the Chiefs offense. Is like, all right, we are putting a disrespectful amount of attention on Travis Kelsey. Beat us. And because Kelsey was such a major part in the offense again, which is a great thing to see, it it wasn't it wasn't though the result of them just having options all over the place. I still haven't seen if if Mahomes' like next gen stats passing chart has come out. I would like to see it because I imagine it's a little gross. It 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 didn't it what it wasn't a uh, spread the wealth game, and it certainly wasn't a wasn't a push the ball downfield game. I'll, nope, yak yards still count. The the horizontal game when it works is great. We've also seen the horizontal game not work. And I think everything we've said about Rasheed Rice and about tightening the rotation, I think that's legit. And and good protection, those are things that I, I feel like are actual, tangible stuff to stand on in terms of, of building blocks for the offense. I am nowhere near, hallelujah, the offense is fixed territory. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know. I don't know if that's just me wanting to be a little more stubborn because uh, we overreact week to week or if I'm actually seeing that correctly. Where do you guys, how, how does that, how does that at least uh, medium spicy take it? So Patrick Mahomes via next gen stats, as I'm looking at the chart right now, had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven 10, 11 completions that were either behind the line of scrimmage or right on the line of scrimmage in yesterday's game against the Las Vegas Riders. And, his most deep completion was on the, um, I don't know, what do we want to call it? The pitch to the reverse, to the... Flea. Oh, the, yeah, the, the tight end. Flicker or whatever, yeah. Yeah, that was, yeah. His deepest, that was his deepest completion. His second deepest completion uh, was the just, I mean, Seth put it on Twitter, you should go look at it, just the absolute dart uh, over, over the linebacker's head. Uh, unbelievable throw. And... He did attempt a pass that his deepest attempt of air yards, uh, again, via next gen stats was around 25, 26 yards. Uh, it was an incompletion. So, um, if you play zone, Holmes Kelsey magic, like those, yeah. that does not mean the offense right. is doing better. And again, you just play traditional zone and yeah. they doubled Kelsey at a very small percentage comparable to the Eagles of the week before. And obviously the Miami Dolphins before the bye week, so um, that gave Patrick Mahomes probably his best chart of the year, actually targeting passes uh, in the middle of the field and in the intermediate middle of the field um, this past game as well. So I guess you could say maybe I'd have to look at the chart. Maybe he had a game just as similar against the Chicago Bears, if I remember correctly. Um, but the Bears were awful that game. Uh, the Raiders again are average. So hey, yeah, against an average defense who chose not to make Travis Kelsey a priority um, or not a priority as much as most teams have done in the past. Uh, yeah. You know, you can still find ways to, uh, to move the football, even though there wasn't, there was only one, I would say true explosive play. And, and this isn't to say that the, the, the offensive points don't count or that the, the win doesn't count that if the game plan allowed you to do that. And the Raiders allowed you to do that, eat them up like that. In a one-game sample size, absolutely fun game, fun way of of beating the Raiders. But but Seth, where does that leave you? Kind of when when last week it, or when heck Monday it was help wanted. Deep shots are broken, and in this game it was like, yeah, we'll, we'll take one deep shot on a trick play and one deep shot on Patrick Mahomes being an alien from another planet throwing the football to the guy who has a, a neural link with him. Sure. 
I don't know that it's not just necessarily about Kelsey not getting consistently double teamed, although I think that's a big part of it. They weren't the Raiders weren't trying to squeeze Mahomes and the the shallow passing game mm-hmm. quite the same way that they've seen. And so that's something like so let's say we'll we'll well, we 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 brought everything back to Rasheed Rice's drag routes, and so we'll do that again, right? Because that's a relatively shallow route, it's going to look very different if you've got ten defenders within ten yards of the line of scrimmage, right? Because no matter where you slow down your route, you you're probably going to be running into someone. It's just tougher overall, and so I do think that it doesn't answer the question necessarily of what they will do when a team is trying to squeeze them shallow again uh, or you're, you know squeeze everything in that area and force them to go over the top and and so that that is something that they're going to have to they're going to have to answer against a more talented defense because teams know hey they'll send MBS deep they'll send Justin Watson deep not really going to send their other guys deep consistently now, the one, there were a couple plays where I would say, okay, it's a potential answer for that. Because um, if you squeeze that shallow stuff, you know, that that kind of takes away those quick wide receiver screens mm-hmm. to an extent. You know, if you're, if you're as good as Rice is. If you, can ta- if you can tackle. Yeah. Yep. Right. If you can tackle. Now, the risk, right. of course, of that is you only got one safety on the top and Rice makes one dude miss. Like suddenly, you know, now now you're 30 yards down the field. Um. I do think because a lot of what teams have done has either been with with man or some version of match zone, which is very different than like like um placement zone. I'm trying not to use actual terminology. So like, you know, you're not you're not picking guys up when they come into your zone and then playing man coverage on that. That's pattern match essentially, as opposed to pure man. Both of those are much more closely related to pure man coverage. Okay, especially, you know, man coverage. So uh, I'm here for this, you know. My name's Seth when it's Seth. So teams have utilized that pretty effectively against the Chiefs, in part because Rice is one of their more dangerous players. He doesn't separate really well from main coverage. That back shoulder throw, just one, it's one throw, one target, one play. Those are the types of plays that to me are a or that hitch route, right? Little things like that. If he can win on those. That forces teams to do things just a little bit different because you can't quite squeeze them the same way. If you've got a receiver that, oh, you're leaving him one-on-one on the outside because you're focused on squeezing things in the middle of the field, right? Because that's mm-hmm. where Mahomes will feast. That's where so many of these you know mesh concepts and stuff that are designed to take advantage of the match and the man looks that they're getting. Um, you, you, if you squeeze the safeties down, that can take advantage of those concepts. But if you've got one receiver, that's, oh, you're just, you got to leave someone one-on-one. You can't account for everything, right? That's modern NFL defense. So you've got either whole shots or a guy being able to win some contested stuff. And that's where you come up with Juju Smith-Schuster. In addition to MBS having value last year with the deep ball stuff, Juju Smith-Schuster being able to win some of those back shoulder throws, you can only get hit with those a couple times in the defense where you're like, okay, keep gaining 15 yards with this. And it's ruining our quarterback's morale. So now, okay, now we got to back off a little bit. Oh, now suddenly there's room for slants again or mesh or whatever, right? So that that's that would be my my 
sunny side up answer for you in that they did show a few things that could in theory be an answer to that, but they need to show it on a game where Travis Kelsey is getting suffocated. Yeah. <laughs> Anything else from the offense before we kind of circle back around to the defense a little bit for either of you? I haven't talked about Pacheco a ton. Got a lot of touches. He's like one of yeah. the 10 most fun players in the NFL to watch, I think, just from a pure enjoyment and weirdness standpoint. The one one other thing I would say, I think I saw, and I didn't chart it, so I, I, I might just be, this might just be anecdotal. It's what I was looking for. I saw a little more from under center and play action type stuff, which is another way to deal with them squeezing those shallow routes because the more guys you have in the, the box, the more, the harder it is to not bite a little bit on misdirection, right? You know, if you're, it's just natural. If you're 15 yards back, you take a step, it doesn't hurt you as much. If you're close to the line of scrimmage, that angle can really hurt you. So some of the things that you can do also, it sounds weird, but but under center, running the ball, a little play action, misdirection yep. type stuff that way, Screen. that can make, that can Screen's punish teams. Yep, mm-hmm. that can punish teams for squeezing as well, which seems counterintuitive. It's like, well, they're loading the box, but that's not exactly what teams are doing. So so that, that's another thing that I saw them doing that I kind of like, that and getting Noah Gray a little more involved. Yeah, yeah one of my one of my favorite plays is um, semi-heavy or heavy looks, play action, transition to a screen. It's just yep. it's just gorgeous. Um, and you should look at Creed Humphrey, what he did to that poor man on one of the yeah. screens in the game. Um no, this is you know this is just another reminder as they get you know uh, as we are now in the sprint to try you know for the Chiefs to try to get the one seed, um, you know you, you, it's time for all the contenders to lean on their best players, and with Andy Reid acknowledging today that Jarrett McKinnon's you know groin injury, and I knew this, uh, I mean it's been bothering him for about a month, and so the way he looked, um, there's a game there's a game in particular where I, I would just tell people like. If you have the ability to go back and rewatch, watch a couple snaps, by all means, do it. Um, let me look at the schedule here. There's a game against the Chargers where Jared McKinnon looks like Jared McKinnon. He has not looked like that since. So um, now it's time to lean on Isaiah Pacheco more just because of the situation and the fact that you are trying to get the one seed so that you can give him the, that rest if you are rewarded for your effort um, on the back end. So uh, he needs about 15 to 20 touches a game. And the best thing for Andy Reid is uh, him and Matt Nagy have realized that keeping it simple works. Because <laughs> if you hand the ball off on third and one, guess what? You get first down fireworks. She <laughs> got just believable. Let's talk about the defense. They had some fireworks. I don't have any fun. Any fun camera effects. Um, Legereus Sneed and Devontae Adams early. Not great. Legereus Sneed, Devontae Adams later. Great. Great. Uh, yeah. Chief Steve Bitts, first three Raiders drives. Not great. Rest of the game. Great. Nate, what happens? Uh, Legereus Sneed uh, really picked up some of the inter-route tendencies that uh, Devontae Adams had. And also, they actually started getting decent pressure with four, which helped out when Spags didn't blitz. Um, it's always interesting when, you know, you're this late in the season and Steve Spagnuolo's is like, nah, man, I've been cooking people on the blitz. I've been cooking them. Man, we kind of getting cooked on the blitz. Maybe I should just, <laughs> maybe I should just chill for a bit, you know? <laughs> and he chilled for like a quarter and a half and he was like, wait till we get to third down, baby, because I want to, <laughs> I want to light them back up. Uh, and that's exactly what happened. Like, it's like, hey, 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 no, Kano, 
We're going to give you the entire field, son. Go right ahead. Little matriculation, little You know, get your get your 2001 Tom Brady on, baby. But guess what's going to happen when it's third and whatever in the red zone? We're going to light you on fire. And the the way Aiden O'Connell threw that ball, like he was Geno Smith in front of uh, Aaron Donald, was, was kind of incredible. At that point, it's like, well, they're kicking a field goal and the game's over. Because Aiden O'Connell um, is shook. Because he now knows uh, he's going to give us even more unscouted looks on third downs later in the game, which is, again, a benefit to, to you know, impress with coaching. Um, I know that there are people who say this less now than before, than, say, like two years ago, Seth. If you want to find somebody who says Chris Jones does not participate in the run game, this is this is the tape to respond to because holy smokes he was better on running downs than he was on passing downs and that is rare but that is him committing himself to the scheme and understanding i don't need to get a sack today i just need to stop josh jacobs from killing us and so he took it upon himself after halftime and said i'm stopping this man and coach can we not continue to run Matt Dickerson out on first down. They're going to run the ball. They're going to run the ball if Matt Dickerson's on the field, coach. Got me arrow okay? I don't know, man. Is 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 you seen him? Does he have a locker? Uh, he does have a locker. I've seen it. Okay. But but what you did notice was they put they put Matt Dickerson again, also good coaching. They put Matt Dickerson on some second down plays. And I was like, ah, I see what you're doing. <laughs> I see what you're doing. Um, but those are my takeaways is that Chris Jones uh, committed to the scheme differently than what he's asked to do most games. And Legereus Need said, okay, um, you want to run this route? Cool. When you run the next deep route, I'm not getting beat. And uh, he didn't get beat. And, and <laughs> from the press box, it, it's as Seth said earlier, you could just name himself. Um, the the people who will be taking you out to dinner are Marcus Van Skitlin and Justin Watson. Those are the guys that whatever a ball is incomplete goes, whoa, 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 whoa. You see that? Back judge. Where, where's my back judge? Where's my back judge? Guys, it's 2023. You're not allowed to touch me. What? And it's like, look, you're technically correct, but, you know, we can't come out of every play. Yeah. Like, I, I, yeah, it's not going to happen. Like, you, you're not. It's like uh, one of the most vicious um insults that I've ever heard and unfortunately came from a player that I don't really like that much. Uh, Draymond Green to Paul Pierce. Mm, he was doing the farewell tour and Draymond Green said some version to him what I'd read was um, you know, they don't love you like that. What you thought you was Kobe. That to me is one of the most brutal. And here Paul Pierce is a really, 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 really good player. He's such a good player. He's a, he's a Hall of Fame caliber player. But to be you, not every Hall of Fame is a farewell tour, and it's such a great it's such a great insult. (laughs) And that to me, like when I see Watson or MVS looking around for a flag, it's like what what you 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 thought you was Jamar Chase? You thought you were (laughs) Justin Jefferson? You thought you were Stephon Diggs? Like you think you're getting that flag? You think the ref is gonna look at you? You and say. Well, he wasn't in the right position. Some something must be afoot here. 
Yeah. One of my, it, one of my, now, now that Seth is, now that Seth is open up the, the NBA portal. Uh, let, me, let me dive in real quick. One of yeah, my favorite, great. one of my favorite things is he's, uh, he's Kobe Bryant. You're Roger Bell. You tell me who the foul's on. Yeah. Like, like that's, hey, 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 whoa, 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 whoa. you're Julius Randle. <laughs> he's LeBron James. Yeah. This is, was, who, who the call going? This is the way, this is the way it works. Refs are human and I don't want to take all the humanity out of sport. It is right. kind of, you've earned it. Is Patrick Mahomes more likely to get a call than your quarterback? Yes. Yes, he is. Because when something bad happens, officials the quarterback are quarterback is Josh Allen. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, no. Josh Allen could be actually killed on the field, Man. apparently. <laughs> Although, to be fair, I know now they've got, like, minute-long things of Josh Allen flopping. It's like, guys, yeah, come on. It was a horse caller, um, you know, up. Oh, no, that one was a penalty. Yes, yeah, yes. that one was a penalty. Although, you know what? To be fair, I heard today that that the Eagles are the most resilient team in recent memory. So for them, yeah, no. Good morning, football. I actually like everyone that's on Good Morning Football. I enjoy them, but man, the the need to have takes every single day must be horrifying because, like, ah, oh, the most resilient team I can remember in recent memory, and I wanted to be like, I remember a team that came back down double digits in every single playoff game to win the flipping Super Bowl. And you're telling me because they won a regular season game? on oh, a are so resilient, guys. They got that Tom Brady memory. Oh, yeah. oh so good. Um, I love when a joke comes all the way back around. That is one of my very favorite things in the world that just loops back around. This is why my daughter loves you more than me. Yes. It's... Uh... <laughs> Miss Briscoe, um, was I the comments? Yes, was 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 I thrilled, Miss Briscoe, that the Raiders decided to serve the reporters another dish of Thanksgiving? No, did they really? No, no I wasn't. That's so good. No, I wasn't. I was like, we cannot do this turkey again. I cannot. But you know what they did have? Stuffing. Well, look, I think it was bacon rolled or turkey rolled hot dogs. I don't know. It was wild. I tried it. It was delicious. Um, but of course they tried to give me stuffing again, Miss Briscoe. They're listening <laughs> to me. <laughs> I can't escape them now. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, and, and lastly, look, uh, I just love that Devontae Adams got up and was like, hey, Devontae Adams here. And Legerious yeah, Sneed's like, and Legerious Sneed's like, yeah, and I'm Legerious Sneed. And yes. This is what I do. The Jarius Need has this reached that point. Refs are like, what? He's physical. We all know this about yeah. him. And he's yeah. just because Sneed has always been this grabby. <laughs> and he's getting penalized even more for it because they're asking him to do some really hard things. But it is really funny to me, like what you can get away with once you it's like, wow, he's just got a reputation for being physical. It's like, uh-huh, but I'd be like if, like, well, this offensive lineman has a reputation for holding, so you can't call it. Like, that doesn't make sense. Like, I'm, hey, hey, keep calling it that way for sleep. McDuffie's pretty grabby, too. But, I mean, it, it, it is funny to watch. When Adams was looking around, I was, like, sitting there like, that dude's got a point. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, kind of one of those awkward moments where it's like. No, no, no. no Jerry C says, let me, run, let me run your route for you, okay? Let, yes. let me run it. And, yeah. And, let uh, you know, hey. yeah. 
It's an incompletion. And I'm going yeah, out, look at that. Going off this field. Look at I'm going to run your route for you. I, what they've asked Snead to do this year has been so much fun to watch. It's it's um, man on it's man on a tightrope. It really is. It's man yep. on a wire. Uh, yeah, which, which is the great documentary that you should go see. Um, now giving out documentary takes. Man on a wire, and the artist is present. Oh, 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 oh! Does anybody know Marina Ambranovic? I'll give an uh, I'll give an opposite recommendation. Um, you know, Bye Bye Barry on yes. Amazon. Yes, I I watch it, and it's is it great. as good as they is it as good as they say it is, Seth? If you've already seen all of Barry Sanders' highlights a million times, I don't care. I don't care. I'll, I'll look at them the same way I look at Luke Longley's. You hear, you hear some background <laughs> stuff, but they they advertised it like you're finally gonna learn why Barry Sanders retired. And I mean, do you can? I mean, he was not their bullshit. <laughs> no, he just wanted to. That's the big reveal. It's like, nah, I was done. It's like, well, that doesn't. You said we we this is not the last dance. Is that what you're? Is that what you're yeah, it was just. I mean, it did have some good behind it, but it's kind of like, wow, you know, that place was a tire fire. It's like, well, yes. Go on, <laughs> like it, it was. It was. It was cool though. Like I was explaining to Jazz, this is how much the sport has changed over the years, uh -huh. and we've kind of we've got a this is this is my going all over the place. But this like is Jazz, nineties fake in my heart. Say it, Sam. Jazz, Jazz been watching this with me, and because she loves me, and she was just sitting there next to me, being really hot, watching the documentary, <laughs> and she was just like, she's like, yeah, man, they're making a really big deal about him, like joining the team, like he's gonna say, like, but he's a running back, and I'm like, <laughs> like you girl, you been paying attention, never loved you more. And I just said, well, actually, this did was back her, when... Did you tell her his quarterback was Kramer? Okay. Yeah, but what ended up happening, like, it was a reminder to me that in 1989, a running back's importance was like was this super. with a quarterback. Yes. Like, you, if you had a great running back, it oh. was as important as a great quarterback. And they could change, they could turn around an entire team. Barry Sanders did. He hoisted that team on his shoulders for years, and then... Just decided he was done, and then they treated that like this big mystery. Well, I'll have his sons asking questions. Really cool thing to watch. It was like, ah, I was done. He like, had over the hill Rodney Pete as his quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> guys, I I don't. You guys sound surprised. This show, for a fact, knows there was a time when running backs are more important than quarterbacks. We've talked about those Cowboys teams a lot. Oh, and, and Terrell Owens. Oh, that's Terrell Owens. Terrell Davis. Ding, 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 ding. Terrell Davis. Terrell Davis got in the Hall of Fame on four seasons. Again, the also carrying a highly overrated quarterback. <laughs> Stan Humphreys went to the Super Bowl. John Elway went to the Super Bowl. I'm just. I'm gonna just sit here and just. Kurt Warner, better than either of the other quarterbacks that we mentioned. I said it. Yes, yes, no, true, very true. Love that take. Yeah, great take. Um, <laughs> dude, that's like Kurt Warner is better than John Elway, even though I understand that John Elway had very high moments in leverage situations with receivers that nobody can remember outside of Sterling or outside of Sharp. So I, I get it, you know. But uh, yeah, man, Luke Longley, how about it? 
So good we finally got some 98 bulls back in here again. Uh, all right, listen, Seth's got a big stupid deal at the Chief of the North newsletter. I say it's a big stupid deal because it's stupid for him, but it's genius for you. Um, yep. You can subscribe to the newsletter there for $6 a year. And then after uh, after that first year, the price jumps up to sixty dollars. Well, never. Uh, no, let me check my notes. Oh, the price never changes if you get it. There, whatever. There is an off chance. I do want people to know this. If you haven't subscribed yet, there's an off chance this is the last year I do this. There's an off chance, and also a chance that that someone on this show tells you to raise the price. Not on people who subscribed already, because I think you've got these these people built an empire with you here. That's great. Oh no, I'll but never raise the price. Point, people who sub now, no, they're getting. Yeah. No, if you get in, get in now, and then I'll continue to tell Seth to raise the price on other people in the future. But it's never going to be better of a deal than it is right now. So six dollars a year forever. It's absolutely outrageous. So go check that out. Um, Chief and visitor mhusan.substack.com. And uh, Nate, you can get us out of here. Maybe you got a little locker room vignette, a little Vegas tale, uh, anything that uh, you think can, can wrap up a weird games like this and appropriate. Um, I do have something for you, and I would recommend everybody to do it. Uh, but really quickly, The Athletic, also on Cyber Monday, if you yeah. choose, uh, you can subscribe uh, today. Today, I think, is the last day I'm looking at our inter inter company communications and yes you can subscribe slack. just say slack go ahead and say the s word go ahead and say slack the interwebs the 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 intranet uh yes you can subscribe to the athletic for one month one dollar per month geez i can't promote anything correctly one dollar per month for the entire year for 12 months so obviously uh 12 dollars a year it is the lowest rate i believe between now and the draft so if you would like to read not just my coverage, but obviously uh, my very talented and esteemed colleagues. Again, if you want to read... Dane Burglar's draft guide is worth that right now. Always. Yes. And by the way, kind of going to go look back at what he wrote about Rasheed Rice and see where we are after, you know, two-thirds of the season, uh, which will be a fun experiment later on this week. Um and, and lastly, look, if you need to see how crazy David Tepper is, you need to read Joe Person, yeah. who's on The Athletic. Because, again, some league circles are already discussing that David Tepper wants an outside-the-box hire. It's just football, David. It's just football. It's not that hard. You don't have to be Elon Musk, baby. No, 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 no. You ain't got to do that. Just hire these. Just call Clark Hunt. Hire a good coach. I don't know. Let him coach a team. I don't know. Let him, give him, let him give him time to develop. Hey, if he wants to actually pick somebody, you should probably let him pick that player, especially if it's in the first round, especially if it's a quarterback and not trade away next year's one where y'all going to be even worse. But again, if you want to read all that, I highly recommend it. Last thing is, in Las Vegas, of course they're going to take your money. The the like they are palaces here, guys. It is ginormous how uh, the Venetian and the Bellagio and uh, the Aria. You know, I spent the Aria uh, for the first time. Now. I'm really, really sorry, but my wife is waiting for me in the parking lot, and she just horsed it. I was not expecting to see so much skin on Josh. She wasn't complaining, it didn't sound like. 
I'm so sorry. Nate, you were describing the the, the tropical, pal- palatial, sun-filled city of Vegas where Every, people dress like Josh all the time. The traffic gets a little... <laughs> the traffic finally winds down around 1.30, 2 a.m. Uh, just, just, just drive around the strip. And one of the best things was I got to drive around uh, part of the strip that was converted for the F1 race. So I could always say that. That's awesome. Yeah, they're still taking down the stands for for the F1 race here in Vegas. And it's sort of complicating things um, on the strip. But it was fun. It was fun to just drive around. They didn't let me go as fast as the guys in F1. Um, but it's it's probably one of my favorite memories of Las Vegas is that, you know, I, I got to do some of the little turns, you know, because they're letting regular traffic folk get to do it. Um, Wait, you try to get the speedometer up to, though, just like just for a point of reference. I think you could get to like 65. You know? That feels like that feels like you could feel some you could feel the wind in your yeah. head right there. That feels yeah, like- yeah. Roll the windows down. Hope there's there's no police officers and thankfully there weren't. Uh, I appreciate them as always. Um, leaving me alone. <laughs> leaving me alone. Yes. Oh, uh, please. <laughs> anyway, anyway, good upstanding citizen. Uh, Seth, tell Jazz that the reason it's important. For Josh to have this time with his family in Florida is so that people can see a different side of him. Right. Because I have to remind her that Eric Kramer was Barry Sanders' quarterback. <laughs> okay. And he got them to the playoffs. Okay. He single handedly won a playoff game from the running back position. It's impossible to do. <laughs> Not impossible, but. But very hard. Shout out to the manatees. Bob, shout out to the manatees. Manatee, Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For ninety dollars more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For one hundred and thirty more, you'll be a swole member. And for just three hundred dollars more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.